Welcome to worship for our final midweek Lenten service. We continue the series and the thought in his steps as we follow Jesus as he works his way to the cross. This evening, we get to see him in his father's house. In our worship then by singing our first hymn, hymn number 425, Go to Dark Gethsemane. Follow the order of service in the worship folder. It also appears on the screen. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, We are going up to Jerusalem. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day he will be raised to life. Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Let us confess our sins to our Lord. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father,
By the mercy of God, we are redeemed by Jesus Christ, and in him we are forgiven. Let us rest in his peace until the rising of the sun, when we shall serve him in newness of life. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you have brought us safely to this time of evening worship. We thank you for providing all that we need for body and life. Bless us who have gathered in your name. Speak to our hearts, strengthen our souls, dispel our sorrows with the comfort of your word, and receive our songs of thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our living Savior, who reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated as we sing, Hear My Prayer, O God, Psalm 143. Merciful God, with souls parched by sin and spirits withered by enemies within and without, we lift our hands to you. Lead us by your spirit on the path of truth and guard us from all harm. 
trusting in Jesus Christ, our refuge and our righteousness. As we do during the Lenten season, we 
follow Jesus to the cross today, we see the tail end of his suffering, the end of his life, and his suffering and death in our place. Join with me as we do this responsibly. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, My God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. 
Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a garden, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. This is the passion history of our Lord. We continue our worship with hymn 404, Jesus Grant That Palm and Healing.
O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. So here we are again in God's house. That's the designation that we usually use for this place. It's God's house. It's a a place where God comes to us with his word. It is a place where we come to God with our worship. We were here last Sunday. We'll be here this Sunday to be encouraged, to encourage, to be comforted, to comfort. And now during Lent, we've added Wednesday evenings. And now, the fifth of those midweek services. And maybe the snow this morning reminded us of how we began our Lenten series. We began with a cancellation. So here we are, five Wednesdays in, in God's house. But it was not in a church in Howard's Grove. It was in the temple in Jerusalem. And that was a significant structure. That's where the Jews traveled for those festivals, and it was God's visible presence among his people, whether it was Passover or Pentecost or or, or tabernacles. And, And Jesus was not a stranger to the capital city, especially for the Passover. Recall, he was there as a a 12-year-old boy. He went with his mother and his foster father, and he actually stayed behind as they made their way back to Nazareth. And after that frantic three-day search, they found him. And and what did he say? "Didn't, Didn't you know I had to be about the things of my father in his father's house? And then remember... At the beginning of his ministry, there Jesus was again at at the temple, and he he corrected the abuses that were being allowed there, the abuses that went along with the temple, and he he cleared the, the money changers, he cleared those peddling animals, but nothing changed. Nothing changed three years later. Jesus tossed them out, but they moved back in quickly, and now it's Monday. It's, it's Monday of, of Holy Week, and there Jesus is again at his Father's house. His final steps led him there. And Jesus didn't waste any time. First things first, he, he got right down to business because he took exception to the business. Jesus entered the temple courts and and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He he threw them all out, not because he was uptight, but because he was upset, and and rightly so. And then he makes a a clean sweep, single-handedly, definitely, definitely a, a display of authority. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. By turning them upside down, Jesus was being clear that those individuals were not to return to their racket. It wasn't wasn't that the purpose was wrong. See, those pilgrims coming from afar would need animals for sacrifices, animals that were declared ceremonially clean. Maybe it's a strange illustration, but if you're flying somewhere, why, why pack the, the toothpaste in, in your luggage when you can 
purchase it on the other end. They could pick those animals up there rather than packing them along. But unfortunately, that kind of a system could lead to some abuses. I don't mean to say this too loudly, but maybe like at a basketball game or a a movie theater, there sometimes is a little bit of a sticker shock. Those traveling from a distance also needed to have this proper coin in order to pay the temple tax. Again, like when you get off the plane in a foreign country, there, there may be a bank there so you can obtain the, the proper currency. There just may be a convenience fee. So the purpose wasn't wrong. The place was the problem, that they had set up shop in the courtyard, the courtyard of, of the Gentiles. Can, can you imagine the, the disturbance or the disruption as the, the people tried to meditate or, or to pray at, at, at the temple? What if that was going on back behind those glass windows in, in the narthex? We, we'd have a hard time concentrating. So there were the, the sounds, the cooing, the clucking, whatever doves make, and, and, and the smells, the, the odors wafting in the air and, and floating there, the, the high temps and the, the high humidity probably didn't do anyone any favors. See, I'm a, I'm a city boy, and, and those kind of smells are really noticeable and, and rarely nice. And, and then careful where you walk, no sense in going home with extra fertilizer on your sandals. So the hawking, the hollering, the, the haggler, haggling, that, that could hardly promote this atmosphere of respect and, and regard and, and reverence to the Lord. Not, not when those coins are, are clanking. But the chief priests, the, the teachers of, of the people, they were hardly concerned. And maybe we wondered, did, did they get a cut of, of the prophet? But Jesus So he says, it is written. In other words, this is in force. This is in effect, and it still is the case. It is written, he said to them. And it's as if we're standing right there. My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. It's where those people felt safe. They felt secure. But that was not to be. Not in the temple. Not in the Father's House. The temple was where all of those sacrifices were bought, brought that ultimately pointed to that one sacrifice. The sacrifice that we'll focus on next Friday. The, the sacrifice that we heard about in our, our reading. That, that sacrifice where the Savior would come to shed His blood for our sins. To send them away for good. See, it wasn't a matter of showing up at the temple and then shoving off. How, how sad it would be to suggest, well, I've paid my dues, God. How about some favors in return? But maybe, just maybe, we need to check our attitude this evening. Because God is just as concerned about that as He is our actions. So sure, we're here tonight, and, and maybe we can think of some who, who aren't, but, but we're here. We're here in God's house. But was it grudgingly? Do I have to? Or was it gladly? Do I get to? Was it out of obligation, Lord, I'm here? Or admiration, thank you, Lord? It's 
not a matter of going through the motions mechanically. We respond in the correct spots or we sing the appropriate verses. But it is about focusing on the message intentionally. See, it's not just our presence. It's our praise. And it is here in God's house that we hear about Jesus' final steps. And so Jesus listened to God's word and acted on it, obeying all throughout his entire life. And on our behalf, and now God credits that perfection, Jesus' holiness, to our account. And then in a few days from this very event, from a few days from here, it's going to be Jesus dying for our disobedience in our place, laying down his life, and, and we go home. And maybe you started this whole Lenten season by, by looking at that Pharisee and, and the tax collector, and, and which one went home justified? Which one went home forgiven? Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And tonight we go home free of all guilt. But that's not all that Jesus accomplished on that particular day. It should not pass us by. It should perk us up. This. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. By this time, Jesus' miracles have become common, but they never ought to become commonplace. There's so many of them. Here, it just says that he healed them, the blind and the lame. He restored sight to the eyes and strength to the legs. He cured the hurting and he healed the ailing. Each one of them, a reminder that Jesus is the one promise, the one that the prophet Isaiah predicted when he wrote, then will the eyes of the blind be open, then will the lame leap like a deer. Maybe you've heard them in worship recently. We, we saw Jesus heal a man blind from birth, and, and, and last Sunday he calls a dead man from his very grave. These, each one of these, point to Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. We can imagine that none of that activity went unnoticed. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were very aware that day of two things. The wonderful things that he, that is, Jesus, did. So what should have caused awe and wonder only brought about worry and anger. It actually fueled their hatred of Jesus and fed their desire to have him dead. And then the children shouting in the temple courts. Those religious leaders refused Jesus. These little ones recognized him. And, and they echoed as they exclaimed what the crowd had heard Jesus, heard what they said about Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem this coming Sunday on Palm Sunday. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna. Hosanna means save us, Lord. Save us, we pray. And that's exactly why Jesus was born, to, to rescue us from our sins. That, that's what the cross is all about as he pays for our sin. Hosanna, save us, Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. That Jesus is David's son from, from David's royal line. David's greatest son who would sit on his throne forever. 
And there Jesus rules at God's right hand for eternity. Well, of course, Israel's elite became unhinged. They were indignant. This was wrong. This was wrong in their minds. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. And we stand there as Jesus responds, yes. Have you never read? He, he, knows, he knows that they did and they knew what Jesus was talking about. And then he goes on to quote from Psalm 8. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. See, if they weren't and, and wouldn't exalt him, then others would and, and did. And then Matthew tells us that Jesus found out-of-town lodging. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. So he joined those youngsters here. Not entirely here, but especially here, in God's house. And, and we will never downplay what Jesus did, but we will declare it. We will speak of the excellent things that he has done for us. Because soon will come the crucifixion on Friday, and three days later will come the resurrection from the tomb. So we are forgiven. And we give Jesus glory and honor, young and old and everyone in between, newborns to senior citizens. So that's why we come to God's house frequently, regularly. Because this is God's house. It is a house of prayer to Jesus. It is a house of praise for Jesus. We worship Jesus then, whose final steps led him to his father's house. We read from Matthew 21. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will become a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying, they asked him? Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise? And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany where he spent the night. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. We join in singing stanzas one and two of hymn 402.
Please stand for prayer. Gracious Lord, according to your will and promise, You planned his path to the cross. He confronted the blindness of unbelief, the confusion of doubt, and the hurt of death. As we hear and contemplate the holy record of our Savior's passion and death, Humble us as we view the Savior in his humility. In his suffering, show us our healing. In his death, show us our life. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless us and keep us. Amen. May be seated for the singing of our final hymn, hymn 398, Not All the Blood of Beasts. <laughs> 